Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. All right, all right. What's going on, fellow insiders? I hope everybody's doing okay on this happy hump day. And I'm about to jump in and start the broadcast for VA Disability Claims, VA Disability Ratings for Depression, okay? Um, I'm going to call this How to File a VA Claim for Depression, okay? Welcome! Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. We are in the middle of the Rona right now. The Rona virus. Ain't nobody want that Rona. <laughs> That's what we talk about. Uh, I don't mean to make make light of it. Um, it's serious. Imagine, especially now, imagine how horrible this would be if we were suffering alone without connectivity and without being able to at least connect with somebody over video on Facebook, on YouTube, on Google, on email, because um, there was a day, right, when we didn't have those things. And so uh, what a blessing, though, that technology has enabled us to be able to connect with fellow veterans all over the world and serve and support each other in community, serve and support each other in our mastermind, which is what we do. At the heart of what we do, we help give veterans hope. We educate, we train we inspire, we give you hope, and we celebrate life change inside of our community. That's what this is all about. My life has been changed because of you. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be alive today if it weren't for my team, my fellow vets, and my, my now spouse, Laurel. There's no way I would be here um, for so many reasons. The, the mental health issues that I've been dealing with um, ever since my deployment. We'll talk about that a little bit. But when I truly say that, that I know how you feel, I, I really do. I really do because a lot of the same struggles that you might be facing today with anxiety, with depression, fear, panic, frustration, chronic pain, right? All of the issues, insomnia, anger, alcoholism, drug addiction. I've, I've lived and dealt with all of it. Some of it I'm still dealing with personally. Some of it, many veterans in our community are still struggling with it. Some of our team members are dealing with these things, right? But the best way forward, I think, yeah, you, get therapy, get help, right? Take the medications if they help. Absolutely, right? I'm not discounting those things. They're crucial, okay? Please get help if you need it. The answer, though, might not be more of that stuff for you. We think it's more community. I, I truly believe that. So when I talk about celebrating life change, bringing veterans back to life, giving you permission to be open, honest, vulnerable about what you're dealing with, 
That's what I'm talking about. Being your true self. Right? You don't have to hide it anymore here. And that's, that's what I think is so powerful. And so as, as the leader of your movement, I am always, always going to be open, honest, and truthful with you okay, about things that are going on. But that's what this is all about is celebration of life change at VA Claims Insider. Okay, I want to do a quick disclaimer here before we get started. So one second here. Disclaimer, I am not an accredited agent. I'm not a VSO. I'm not an attorney. I'm not any other entity recognized by the VA. I'm not affiliated with the VA in any way. Okay, we also have a very clear disclaimer on our website and on our landing pages. This video, everything we're talking about today is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be substituted for the medical advice from a doctor or the healthcare provider legal advice of a VA accredited attorney. Okay, now I am going to talk to you today about our elite program because I know for a fact that it changes lives. Um, but I wanted to just let you know that there are completely free services available to help veterans. Okay, you do not need to use us. There are tons of free services. In fact, we recommend the free services of accredited agents, attorneys, uh, VSOs, okay? <clears throat> there's a lot of national service orgs, so DAV, VFW, AMVETS, American Legion, there's, there's a ton of them, right? I can't list them all here. There's also a lot of state-sponsored organizations. There's county and state veteran service officers, okay? You can use them to help you prepare and file a claim. The, the larger point here, though, is that you do not need to use VA Claims Insider, okay? And you may get a positive outcome with these other free uh, or paid organizations. Testimonials, if I talk about any testimonials today at all, um, they're real. They weren't paid or influenced by us in any way. Um, I'm not actually gonna be sharing any today, but if you see testimonials on our website, um, folks who say amazing things about us in our mastermind, they weren't paid to say that, all right? That's, they're just sharing their experience with you. Okay. VA Claims Insider LLC and Brian Reese, we make no guarantee of results. We can't. All right. Anybody who makes a guarantee that they can win your VA claim for you or guarantee that, you know, you can get a certain rating, they're lying to you. Okay. Because nobody can. VA Claims Insider, we're not the decision maker, right? The final decision maker gang for VA disability benefits is always the VA. Okay, so once your claim goes in, you're probably going to have a compensation and pension exam, which we can talk about today. And then after that, it's going to go to another independent reviewer, a VA rating official, sometimes called an RO, sometimes called an RVSR. They actually then review and, and look at all the evidence and your statements and your buddy letters, and they'll make a final rating determination. Okay, so of course, we cannot issue any type of guarantees. Okay, so just wanted to be clear on that stuff. Okay, so I want to do something fun real quick before we get started today. I want to take a quick poll. How many of you think that Brian, this guy, should cut his hair? Okay, it's pretty crazy. My hair's getting long. I'm definitely out of regs. I know my, my wife is, is getting frustrated. Um, it's coronavirus hair, right? Nobody wants to go out and get their hair cut right now. Um, what do you all think? Give me, give me a yes or no. Should I cut my hair or should I leave it? <laughs> I'm going to give you all the chance. All right, I'm going to show you something real quick. So just hang on. 
Look at those locks. Man, it's, it's over the hair big time. Probably needs to be cut. I, it's, I kind of, rem it reminds me of Dumb and Dumber, like mutt cuts. <laughs> All right, so let's talk today. VA disability ratings for depression. Okay, we're going to talk about this in detail, okay? VA disability claims, VA disability ratings for mental health, okay, are rated on a scale of 0% to 100%. 0% is the lowest rating you can possibly have under the law. 100% is the highest rating you can possibly have under the law. And then there's breaks at 10%, 30%, 50%, 50% and 70%, okay? VA disability claims for mental health. Hear me out, vets. Whether it's PTSD, depression, anxiety, uh, chronic pain, somatic symptom disorder, uh, schizophrenia, bulimia, there's a whole bunch of mental health conditions that can be rated. Adjustment disorder, they all are rated on the same scale, okay? CFR 38, part four, the schedule for rating disabilities. If you go look at mental health conditions, they're all rated under the same scale, okay? Mental health conditions, mental health is rated Okay, on that sliding scale, and it depends upon the frequency, the severity, and the duration of your symptoms over time. Okay, a lot of vets sometimes forget that, where they think that, okay, well, just because I have a report, or just because I called in one time, or just because I have this one symptom, I'm entitled by law to a certain rating. That's not true. Okay, that's, that's not the way that it works, okay? So I want to jump in, though, and just talk about uh, a few things that I think are important and were a little bit shocking to me when we started looking at depression statistics, okay? So a ton of veterans, gang, uh, sadly, have, have depression, and I do too, right? I've dealt with the symptoms of depression for a very long time with uh, a, a range of success and a range of failures. Um, I know a lot of veterans personally who are depressed, who deal with this. Um, I want to just share some stats quick, though. So this is a 2008 study, so it's dated. But the VA estimated that about one-third of vets, okay, so 33% who visit primary care clinics have some symptoms of depression. Um, I actually think that's incredibly low. I would bet the number is even higher than that. It might be 50% or higher. Heck, it might even be everybody. And I, I, the reason that I think that, again, I can't prove this. I'm speculating here because we hang out with veterans all day, every day. I think the numbers are low because veterans just inherently don't trust doctors. We don't trust mental health professionals, that's for sure. And I don't know about y'all, but you're always trying to avoid the stigma of a label right, of that you're less than, or you have some kind of a mental health condition, or you're weak, right, as a, as a military vet, we rarely, if ever, are willing to admit our weaknesses. So I think that we aren't honest about what we're dealing with, right? I, I really think so. And that's something that really holds us back. And I want to give you the freedom today, okay? I want to give you permission that you do deserve these benefits, gang. If you're suffering from depression and you believe truly that your depression is due to your service, I'm encouraging you to pick up the phone, 
Call VA Mental Health. Call your primary care pl clinic provider. Please get help. Okay, please get help. And on top of that, you do deserve these benefits. Okay, if your mental health symptoms are due to your service, you absolutely deserve them by law. Okay, do you deserve 100%? I don't know, maybe. You might deserve 0%. It really depends on your diagnosis and it depends upon your symptoms over time. Okay, so let's talk though a little bit about VA claims for depression. And, and the quick thing that I want to address here is a lot of vets will ask me, or our team members, or the mastermind community, hey, can I also get, I already have PTSD, right, rated at 10%. I am going to file a claim for depression. Okay, there's nothing that says you can't. The issue is it's highly unlikely that you're going to be rated for more than one mental health condition. Okay. And the reason why that is, vets, is because of something, it's a legal concept, it's codified in the law, called pyramiding. Okay, there's actually a prohibition against pyramiding. I'm going to read one little blurb for you. But under CFR Title 38, Part 4, Subpart A, under 4.14, it's called avoidance of pyramiding. The evaluation of the same disability under various diagnoses is to be avoided. Okay, so what that generally means, though, there's a little more to it than that, but what that generally means for mental health is mental health symptoms are very difficult to differentiate across multiple diagnoses, right? Now, a lot of vets have more than one mental health diagnosis, right? You might be diagnosed for uh, depression, major depressive disorder. You might be diagnosed for generalized anxiety disorder. You may be diagnosed for PTSD, right? You, you may have four or five mental health diagnoses, right? But you're probably only going to get rated for one. And the reason, again, is because mental health has virtually the same symptoms across the different diagnoses, okay? So it's highly unlikely you're going to get a 50% rating for PTSD and a 30% for major depressive disorder. They're probably just going to rate the PTSD and they're going to say that the depression is a symptom of the PTSD. Okay, that's commonly what we see. So uh, one of the things you're going to do though is, and you've maybe noticed this when you go see your primary care provider, if you've picked up the phone you've ever gone into VA mental health, you've ever seen a primary care provider on your own dime, um, perhaps you've gone to an outpatient clinic somewhere or an emergency clinic if you're having major uh, thoughts or issues of suicide, um, they're probably going to have you do a PHQ-9, which is the patient health questionnaire. Now, the PHQ-9, this is typically the pre-screening for major depressive disorder, and they're trying to figure out clinically if you meet the criteria for depression, okay? And there's, there's lots of symptoms here. I'm not going to go through them all. But uh, feelings of sadness, if you're tearful, you're feeling hopeless. Irritability is very common uh, in folks with major depressive disorder, especially in vets. Um, a big one is loss of interest in things. So, you know, maybe you used to enjoy playing sports or reading books, um, and you just don't enjoy those things anymore. Insomnia, tiredness reduced appetite, anxiety, there's all kinds of 
um, symptoms, okay? But the three things I want to cover today, though, when we're talking about VA disability claims and VA disability ratings for depression, again, it all comes down to three things. Do you have a diagnosis of depression, which is usually diagnosed as major depressive disorder, if you meet the clinical criteria? Okay, that's number one. Number two is, is your depression, was it caused or made worse by your active duty military service or by another disability? Okay, that's for secondary service connection. That's what's legally referred to as the nexus. Now, so many vets get this concept of a nexus confused. All it means is that there's some kind of connection or link back to an event. Maybe it was something that happened in service. Maybe it was the result of a deployment. Maybe it was a result of stress from the job, abuse, an accident, a friend took their life, something, okay? Now, the difference, though, in that nexus, and a lot of vets get this confused with PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder is exactly what it says. Post-traumatic stress okay, there are always stressor events that caused or made your PTSD worse, okay? PTSD claims always have stressors. So important to highlight that point because if you can't prove your stressor and you can't prove that it happened to you, it's likely that the VA is going to deny service connection meaning they're going to deny and say there's no nexus, there's no logical link or connection, it's not due to your service, okay? That's what can happen, that's the risk. Now, the way that you can potentially overcome that is a couplefold. I recommend that vets get buddy letters, okay? We've got some templates out there as well. If you're interested in joining our membership programs, you'll see a link across the bottom for VA Claims Insider Elite, which is our premier education-based program. We've got some templates, though, in there and in our mastermind to help you write what's called a buddy letter for depression or a buddy letter for PTSD. This is where a firsthand witness, preferably, somebody who served with you, somebody who knows you well, someone who lives with you now, like a spouse, can write a supporting, substantiating statement as to the severity of your depression. Okay, or your PTSD or your anxiety. And the most powerful buddy letters, in my opinion, are the ones that talk about the before and after. Okay, so let me give you an example. Let's say you're, you're trying to prove your VA disability claim for depression. And you feel like, you know, hey, I, I wasn't honest about it while I was in active duty. I thought I might get kicked out if I told my commander or if I went to, went to mental health, so I never did. Um, one of the things that's really powerful is to get a buddy who served with you who could say something like, you know, hey, I knew Jim prior to active duty. We were childhood buddies and, and you know, he didn't have any mental health issues that I knew of. Um, he was happy. He was chipper. He used to do things, participated in activities, had a, a you know, a great outlook on life. But after service, things changed, right? After he served, things changed. We lost touch. Um, you know, he sent me a letter saying he's just not interested in communicating, whatever the situation is. 
those are powerful because it explains how the service either caused or made it worse and led to something that you're now suffering from or dealing with. Okay, so uh, those are very powerful. The other ones that are powerful are people who live with you today, like a spouse or adult children 18 years of age or older, who can shed some light on what they witness. What do they have to deal with? And I don't know about you vets, but dang, do our spouses, do our kids ever have to deal with us? And, and my, my hat is off to them. Um, I say sorry to them a lot for some of the things that they have to endure. Um, it, man, just the anxiety, the depression, the anger, some of the things that we deal with. And uh, we got Mother's Day around the corner. So thank mama, right? Thank your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your mom, your grandma. Tell them thank you. Tell them thank you, okay? So anyway, that's kind of the general gist behind a buddy letter is you want a firsthand witness statement. You want witness testimony talking about what you're dealing with, what's going on, what they've seen, how it's affecting you, and how it's limiting and affecting your life, okay? So the buddy letter can help with the nexus. The other thing that can help with the nexus is to get an independent medical opinion. It's sometimes called an IMO sometimes called a nexus letter, sometimes called an IME, it's sometimes called an independent medical nexus letter. It's, it's, those are all the same things. What it is, though, is it's when a medical professional reviews your records and they write some type of substantiating fact and evidence-based letter as to the likelihood of your condition being caused or made worse by your service, okay? Um, very, very important, very important part, um, in my opinion, of your, your VA disability claim strategy. You can get one from your own doctor, right? You can have your own medical professionals write them. We've got some templates for Nexus letters inside of our mastermind program. If you're interested in joining, you'll see the link there across the bottom, www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay, it's free to get started today. Um, and then there is a membership fee. Okay, again, we're an education-based program. And so the membership fee kicks in because we're giving you access and permission to use all of our resources that we've spent years and thousands of hours building. Okay, that's what the membership fee pays for. Okay, but you can get started today for free. You're also then going to get access to independent medical professionals. So if you need a medical professional to see you, to do a records review, to potentially write an independent medical letter or medical nexus letter or opinion to help you, that's what they might be able to do. Okay, so if you're trying to prove service connection or you've been denied in the past and you're trying to overcome a denial, independent medical opinions are crucial, a crucial part of your VA claim strategy. Okay, so that's that nexus element. Uh, which is so important. And a lot of vets don't even realize it. Um, they don't even understand what the nexus is, which is why we talk about it all the time. On every one of these videos I do, I swear I talk about the nexus. And then the last part though, if you have a diagnosis, if you can get it service connected, okay, you can prove the nexus on an at least as likely as not basis, 
Then it comes down to your symptoms. That's the last part. Your actual rating depends upon the severity of your symptoms and any limitations you're suffering from in your work, your life, or your social functioning. Okay, that's absolutely crucial. Now, I want to just highlight one thing that I found really interesting. We've done a lot of digging through the numbers. We've done a ton of data polls. And I found this really interesting. The average VA disability rating for mental health across all veterans, across all age groups, according to the VA's, excuse me, the VBA, the Veterans Benefits Administration's published data. Okay, that's out there in the public domain. I just organized it and put it together. The average rating for mental health is 70%, okay? Now, that initially surprised me. I thought the average rating would be, you know, 30% or 50%. But I think the reason why it's higher, why it's 70, is I think it speaks to the severity of what veterans are dealing with. I mean, it's, it's a significant issue in our society, mental health, and veterans especially. From deployments, from trainings, from being away from family and friends, from suicides, attempts. There's so many things, drug and alcohol abuse, that can cause or make our mental health conditions worse. But the average rating for mental health conditions is 70%, right? That's one notch below the highest criteria under the law, okay? Now, we don't, we don't see a lot of veterans at the 100% level. And the reason is because the symptoms at the 100% level are so severe, okay? I mean, it talks about gross impairment, total occupational and social impairment, persistent delusions and hallucinations, grossly inappropriate behavior, disorientation of time and place, memory loss, it's very serious memory loss for names. The symptoms are very severe, okay? Now, you might meet that criteria, right, but you may not. But the 70% level talks about occupational and social impairment with deficiencies in most areas, work, school, family relations, judgment, thinking, mood, okay, maybe you're, you've got suicidal ideation, obs obsessive rituals, um, near continuous panic, okay. Now, I want to talk about the difference, though, between the 70 and the 50. At the 50, it talks about occupational and social impairment with reduced reliability and productivity, okay, due to such symptoms as flattened effect, um, panic attacks more than once a week, impairment to short-term and long-term memory, impaired judgment, impaired abstract thinking, disturbances of mood and motivation. The primary differences, though, when you go from 50 to 70, is the 70 has deficiencies in most areas, whereas the 50% does not. It talks about reduced reliability and productivity. Now, the other thing I've seen from veterans is they don't quite understand that the symptoms alone do not match to a particular rating verbatim, okay? There's actually VA case law that discusses the symptoms in mental health claims. The list under CFR 38 Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities, this was not meant ever to be the complete and comprehensive exhaustive list 
of possible symptoms you could be dealing with. It's meant to serve as a guide to paint a picture of the approximate level of impairment that you're suffering from. Okay, that's what it talks about. And so don't look at this as this is the end-all be-all guide. You need to be open, honest, and vulnerable about the symptoms that you're suffering from and how those symptoms are limiting and impairing your life, okay? Your work, your life, and your social functioning. So, so crucial that you get raw, real, and vulnerable and talk about those things. Now, look, you have to be honest, okay? It's a, vi it's a federal violation. There's something called the False Claims Act if you attempt to lie or stretch the truth. Please do not ever do that. Do not ever do it. I don't want to see that happen to anybody. And it does, in addition to it being against the law, it's a disservice to all the veterans who served and those who are seeking um, disability ratings and compensation. Now, that being said, what I typically see is veterans aren't willing to be honest. Okay, there's a difference. They're not willing to talk about the severity of what they're dealing with, right? They don't want to talk about their sexual dysfunction. They don't want to talk that the fact that they're having anxiety and panic attacks all the time. They don't want to talk about that they're not sleeping, severe insomnia, okay? They don't want to talk about the anger issues and the lashing out at their kids, their spouse, their divorce, the alcohol and drugs you're taking just to try to cope, okay? I know, live it, right? Like, I know, guys and gals. I know what that feels like, but I'm telling you, the only path here to freedom is to own your truth. It's to be uncomfortably vulnerable and to share those ugly things as painful as they may be, okay? You got to get it out. You need to talk to somebody and you need to get help, okay? And I'm encouraging you to do that, okay? Please get help if you're suffering from any type of mental health condition, or if anything I'm saying today resonates with you. Look, what does that mean? I've had vets ask me that. Brian, when you talk about being uncomfortably vulnerable, what does that mean? Okay. Uncomfortably vulnerable, in my opinion, means this. If it's uncomfortable or awkward or you're reluctant to say it to another person, you need to say it, you're probably on the right track. That's what I'm talking about, okay? So again, I'll use a quick example. If you're talking to your therapist, your psychologist, your psychiatrist, your primary care physician, the CNP examiner, whoever, and they ask you, how are you doing? If you're really not doing well at all, don't just say, you know, well, I'm fine, right? Number one, you're not being honest because you're actually not fine. So you need to share your uncomfortable truths and be honest. On top of that, don't downplay what you're dealing with, okay? You have to share your true story. And so, you know, maybe you tell them, you know, hey, hey, doc, I'm not doing well at all. You know, I, I didn't sleep well last night. I, I had a, a breakdown in the car before I came in here because I didn't want to be here but I know that I have to be here if I'm going to get better. Um, and, you know, I'm here because I know I need help and it's affecting my, 
my life, right? My spouse, I, I can't have sex anymore or, you know, I'm having to take medications, right? Erectile dysfunction if you're a male. <clears throat> There's something called female sexual arousal disorder if you're a female. Perhaps those issues have taken a significant toll on your relationship, your marriage, right? Your whatever. You have to talk about those things. And the reason why I say be uncomfortably vulnerable is because in my experience, vets, we don't want to be uncomfortably vulnerable, right? We don't want to share our truths. And so this is me urging you right here, right now to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You got to share your true story, gang. Okay. You got to be uncomfortably vulnerable when you're talking about what you're dealing with. Okay. Now let's go down to the 30% though. It goes back down to occupation, social impairment with occasional decrease in work efficiency and intermittent periods of inability to perform. Okay. Now that lists some symptoms as well, depression, anxiety, suspicious, uh, suspiciousness, but the, t- the panic attacks have been reduced frequently. Okay. And when you go all the way down, let's go to the 0% you might actually have a mental health condition diagnosed. Maybe it's major depressive disorder, PTSD, anxiety, okay? But if you've got no symptoms or your symptoms are controlled completely with medication, that's the 0% level, okay, which is what you may be at, okay? You may be. Now, again, in our experience, though, most of you are underrated. If you're hearing my voice right now and you already have a rating for mental health, you probably don't have what you deserve, okay? Which means by law, you're entitled to an increase. If your mental health condition is causing you issues in your work, life, and social functioning, you deserve it. You're eligible. You qualify by law to get that rating you deserve. Now, the one thing I found that was really shocking, I thought this was shocking that it was actually number one. I knew it would be in the top five, but I was surprised that it was in, in the top two. Okay, it was actually, sorry, it wasn't number one, it was number two when we did our survey of over a thousand veterans, right? I asked y'all, why are you underrated, right? Why did you sit and suffer at 0% or, you know, nothing at all, you never applied 40%, 70%. You think you deserve higher by law. Why did you sit there and suffer alone? In the top two, <laughs> number two was lack of education. Veterans, you didn't know. You didn't even know that you could file for an increase and or you didn't know that you could add secondary disabilities for secondary service connection. That's sad, guys and gals. That's the reason why we do this. I'm here doing these lives and sharing these things with you to open you up, to educate you, to train you, to inspire you, to move you, to say, let's go inside of the world's largest mastermind community. That's what we do. What is a mastermind? Iron sharpens iron. You're going to get the rating and compensation you deserve and celebrate life change faster by being surrounded with fellow veterans who have been there, done that, who can share their war stories, who can guide you, 
They can share what they did, what they learned. That's the concept of a mastermind, okay? Is that the sum is better than any of its parts, right? When you total everybody's education, training, experience, things that we've dealt with, right? You're going to get somewhere faster. Now, masterminds, it's not a new concept. There's business masterminds out there. There's business coaching masterminds. There's how to start and run your own business masterminds. There's a mastermind for everything, right? There's financial masterminds. What we're talking about, though, is the world's largest mastermind community of veterans helping veterans worldwide. That's who we are. That's what we do, right? And we do it 24-7, 365 live in our community. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. Somebody in our mastermind has dealt with it, okay? Somebody has. Somebody's got a war story they can share with you, okay? And again, we want to help. That's why we exist, okay? Are we your only option? Absolutely not, right? There's no pressure to join. In fact, I've turned vets away. I've told folks, hey, you know what? I, maybe this isn't a good fit for you. I think you need to go try with a VSO first. Hey, I think you need to do X, Y, Z hey, I don't think you're going to have the evidence here to be able to prove this. Hey, I think you probably need an attorney because you're in an appeal situation and you, you should probably get some representation. Um, I have no problem doing that. Right? I'm always going to be open, honest, and truthful with you to ensure that our programs can help. Now, if you look at our results, we're pretty good at what we do, right? We're pretty good at what we do. We're pretty good at acknowledging, educating, sharing the best of the best resources that we've learned along the way to help you get what you deserve, nothing more, nothing less, okay? Again, you'll see the link at the bottom there, or it's in the, uh, the group discussion, VA Claims Insider Elite.com. Okay, again, you want to get started today. It's a three-step intake. You start free, okay? Your membership fee only kicks in. If and only if you use our resources, you're in the mastermind, you win your claim, you get a higher rating as a result of that, that's when your membership fee kicks in. You got to take action. You have to take action, okay? Again, you need some help. You want to take advantage of our expanded resources. We've got a bunch of guides. I've got a hearing loss and tinnitus guide. I've got a sleep apnea secondary guide with videos. We've got a mental health rating guide. Uh, tons of stuff inside of our mastermind program, okay? I actually just did a free video as well. It's a complete deep dive tutorial on how to prepare and file your own claim on the va.gov website for free, right? You can prepare and file your own claim for free and you maintain control. I recommend you do it, okay? Again, you can just go to va.gov for that or you can go to my YouTube channel and watch that video. I think it's about <clears throat> 30 minutes long showing you how to prepare and file your own claim. Okay. Now, why do claims get denied? Evidence. You got to have medical evidence. You have to be able to show that these things happen to you, that you've got diagnosis, that there's a nexus, and that you have symptoms. Okay. That's what you have to show under the law. Okay. Again, you guys need help. www.com. VA Claims Insider Elite.com. Okay. Again, www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. 
I love y'all. Be good. We'll see you again next week. All right, same bat time, same bat channel. Please stay safe. Please take care of each other. One last important reminder before I go. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Please take care of yourself. Please take care of your family, your kids, fellow veterans. Please ask the hard questions of those around you. All right? You can say things like, are, you know, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about taking your own life? Please, please ask those hard questions. I'm begging you. Um, you know, you may not get a second chance. Okay. Ask the hard questions. I'm going to share a quick story. I just asked my son. He's seven years old. He's seven. And I asked him the other night when we were laying in bed, I was getting ready to put him down. I said, you know, man, you, how you doing, buddy? You seem a little down today. Are you feeling sad? Yeah, I am sad, dad. Right. And, and we talked through some of that stuff. But the point is, it doesn't matter. Young or old, the seemingly strong, right? People sometimes look at me and think, you know, you've got it all together. You've got it all figured out. I don't. I struggle with this stuff. I have for a very long time. Okay. Ask, seek, knock, help, give of yourself, your time. Okay. And you may not get another chance. So please, please, please get help and ask the hard questions of your loved ones, okay? All right, I love y'all. Appreciate this insider community, this movement. I'm so proud to serve with you fellow vets, and we'll talk soon, okay?